0: Welcome to Get Right for Sunday. Pastor Wright likes to say, this podcast is designed to get you and me into God's word for Sunday worship and beyond. Let's think beyond today to the final end of the world, it's all over, judgment. Is God's judgment of sinners based on our works? THE GOSPEL LESSON FOR THIS SUNDAY IS ABOUT THAT FINAL JUDGMENT. YOU AND I ARE ONLY ONE HEARTBEAT AWAY FROM STANDING BEFORE THE JUDGE. SO AGAIN, DOES GOD JUDGE SINNERS ACCORDING TO THEIR WORKS? PASTOR AND VICAR, TALK ABOUT THAT, PLEASE. WELCOME
1: TO Get right for Sunday, the last Sunday of the church year. This will be November 22nd, and we're finishing Pentecost. And next Sunday, we will have a whole nother year to look at, and we'll begin with Advent.
2: It always kind of feels like this is the the church's version of the Chinese New Year. Yeah. We're like, we have our own New Year in the middle of everybody else's year.
1: And, And why don't... Why is not that nobody else notices how big
2: of a deal? It's the end of the year. See, I think it's because we don't shoot off fireworks. You know, we, we need to shoot off fireworks like everybody else does at the end of the I year. Like that's, that I think that's the, the key here.
1: We could do that. We could have a pyrotechnics in the middle of the sermon. That would be an excellent use of our resources. Absolutely. <laughs> our gospel lesson will be from St. Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 46. And it is jesus talking and it is really about the end it's about judgment right and he makes some really big claims first of all i I really like the imagery that he has of sheep and goats he's going to gather everybody so all the sheep all the goats and he's going to kick the goats out
2: goats are bad for some reason in this metaphor yeah i I don't know why so with this we have the the sheep on the right the goats on the left but Yeah. yeah so let's let's talk about this text let's see what it says One of the things that I I like is the simple fact in Jesus'
1: judgment, he makes the statement to the righteous. When I was naked, when I was hungry, Mm -hmm. when I was thirsty, when I was in prison, you clothed me, fed me, gave me drink, and visited me. And I love the immediate response. Jesus, when did we see you naked? When did we see you in prison? When were you thirsty? When were you hungry? When did we do these things? And Jesus, of course, says, when you did this to the least of those, you did it for me. And then the goats, the guys that are being cast out. Jesus simply says, when I was naked, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, when I was in prison, you didn't do anything for me. Yeah. And they answer the same question or they answer the same way. Jesus, when did we see you in any of these
2: situations? Because you didn't do that for the least of these. Specifically, the the least of my brothers, yeah. I think is what he says. Yeah, the
1: least of my brothers. And, and that is a very important statement, the least of my brothers. Uh, you haven't done it to me, and be gone. I do not know you. And before we get into that statement, the idea of the simple fact that you have the righteous who can't remember doing these things— And the unrighteous trying to figure out when did we not to do these things? It's really interesting because when you start taking stock of your life and you start trying to figure out, have I done enough? Right. Um, How many people do I need to clothe? How many Mm -hmm. people do I need to feed? How many prisoners do i need to visit
2: how much water do i need to pass out well and this is this is a huge question because we're talking about eternal salvation yeah we're talking about end judgment right and this is one of the most quoted verses in the bible by both christians and non-christians alike and one of the ways that it's often understood is uh if you haven't helped the poor if you haven't helped those in need you'll be cast aside is that what is going on here
1: well and i think that's a very interesting statement because Aren't we called to take care of the poor? Yes. Are we c- called to help anybody? Yes.
2: So, as a Christian, that's what we're supposed to do. This is uh, Matthew twenty-two, the mm-hmm. kind of the greatest commandment: yeah, uh, love this your neighbor. Is to love your neighbor. This falls within that that subcategory. So, one of the questions that I have on our show notes was:
1: Can we be judged by our sanctification? And remember, sanctification means being made holy. It's yeah. not the work you do but the work that's done through you because of the faith that has been created the faith that is fed in the Lord's Supper and the preaching and so on and so forth but it's work right you you have stuff to do how well are you doing it
2: well i feel as a as a seminarian with all of these theological terms floating around in my head i'm well suited to to try to <laughs> tackle this question uh because this is this is a real issue that does get debated is your sanctified life, what saves you? Mm-hmm. And the the Lutheran answer, the, the Christian answer is no. We are saved Absolutely. by faith in Jesus. It is Jesus's work right. that redeems us and saves us. It is Jesus's work that will make us right when the final day comes. Now, the sanctified life is what happens after that justification, mm-hmm. which is Jesus's saving work on right. us, happens first. Mm-hmm. And then sanctification happens afterwards. But it isn't that sanctification that, makes us good enough, we're already made good and right by right. the justification. But with the reading that we looked at with this reading with this text before, we run into a problem because it seems like these people are actually being judged by what they have what done. What have you done, yeah.
1: And with this, we need to remember justification, of course, is only the work of God. Right. And what flows from that is the sanctified life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the life of response. This has been opened to you. Go forth and do. You right. now have the freedom to do these good works, the freedom to love, the freedom to participate, and so on and so forth. But I, I absolutely agree. The parable of the talents, the parable of the ten virgins. Which we've looked at the past, absolutely. past month about. And now here, when did you feed, clothe, visit? And we need to figure and understand this in the proper context. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you pointed out when I was giving the summary, to my brothers. Yes. This is a big deal because it's not random people that you may have seen or not seen. Yes, absolutely. If you see someone hungry, feed them. If you see someone
2: naked, clothe them. This is the sanctified life. This is what we're called to do. Right.
1: You do that because that's what we do but in this text it really is a much more narrow perspective it this is the church this is pastors this is the ones who have been sent oh. to proclaim god's word to deliver god in jesus to
2: you okay so that's that's a big claim so yes. let's let's break that down Absolutely. and let's look at that yeah. so as you said this comes down to that word uh, brothers or in the greek adelphos uh which is where we get city names like Philadelphia. Brotherly love. Brotherly love. Um, when Jesus speaks of his brothers in at least the book of Matthew, he's referring to a very specific group of people. It isn't just, you know, every everyone's my brother in kind of a like 1960s, <laughs> you know, kind of way. Um, he's referring to his brothers as in like the
1: disciples. Uh, we, we see this really clear in the sending of the 72. hmm uh, they are sent out, but on whose authority? It, of course, is his. And, and they come back and they're real excited right. to tell Jesus, we cast out demons. Never mind that they fed the poor or clothed the naked. By the authority of Jesus, they cast out demons. And they're excited about that. Absolutely. But they recognize,
2: too, they didn't do it. It was because who sent them. Right. Because And they were able to cast out those demons because... They were sent by Jesus, exactly. and Jesus said, uh, those who receive you receive me, Right. and whoever receives me receives the Father who sent me. That is God. Absolutely.
1: And this is the, the meat and the crux of this text. We have those who are sent to be the mouthpiece, the presence of God in congregations, in individual lives. And when we have this, these are pastors, these are preachers, these are are the people who proclaim Christ crucified. How are they received? Again, going back to the 72, go into a house, the first house you find, Mm -hmm. peace be with you. And if it returns, go to another house. But if uh, peace is received, stay there and they
2: will take care of you. I think we have an episode uh, on this uh, a while back where we talked about the sending of the 72. So what you're saying, and what Jesus is saying here too, is the least of these brothers is those who have been sent in Christ's name. Yes, It's not just like anybody you see on the road, if you clothe them, you clothe me. It's those who were sent by me authorized by me you might even say deputized to go and to go and do this uh if they receive you they receive me and that that makes so much more sense because then it isn't jesus just saying like well i'm connected to you know all of humanity in this vague way that he's Mm. never talked about before this is within the the context of his entire message here which is The good news will come through people. Absolutely. The good news will come through those that Jesus has sent. Right. St. Paul makes
1: a big deal about this because he, in fact, says, uh, I'm not a winsome speaker. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish I could speak and write as well as St. Paul. Oh, man. He's beautiful. Uh, But with that, he says, wouldn't it be great and so much more beneficial if angels from on high delivered God's message? No, out of the folly of men, you will hear God's word. Right. That's what happens on Sunday. That's what happens in Bible class. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, it, but it, it's the idea that people who have been prepared, people who have been taught, people who have been given this ability, and it's not just intellectual. It's right. not just that people have the ability to speak well or put sentences together well. No, this is truly the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and few truly are chosen. And, and with this, it's not a, um, an elite club and it's not uh, an us and them. This is a servant's role. Jesus himself says, "'I have come not to be served, but to serve. "'The first shall be last.'" And everybody thinks of the, the pastor as the head of the church. Right. The pastor does carry the authority of scripture, the authority of Christ but only in service.
2: Well, and this view has, therefore, a few things to say to seminarians and vicars like myself, Mm -hmm. as well as pastors, those who aspire to be in the ministry, like myself and my fellow seminarians, and those who are in it, like you, as well as people out there who have been charged with bringing the gospel. It has something to say to them, and some of those things are positive, and some of those are, are less so. The positive thing is the rest of God's people have been charged with clothing you taking care of you of providing you 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 go out with Jesus's authority and you do not go out alone right the hard part is uh they are hungry <laughs> they are poor they are naked they are in prison that line always used to bother me like what's prison doing in here but then you remember half of these apostles half of these brothers end up in prison yeah, many of them died in prison many of them do um this whole thing makes so much more sense when you view it in this light. And um so as as people as, as people who are either aspiring to be sent or have been sent and who proclaim the word of God to people this has something to say to you. But it also has stuff to say to people that are not in that boat. The righteous. That's uh kind of the core people that are being talked to in this passage, the sheep. Yeah, the 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 believers. And this is a a true joy because it's the body of Christ.
1: Yeah. And not only is the body of Christ supposed to take care of each other, but they're to take care of the ones who are feeding them God's word, delivering the treasures of heaven and so on and so forth, but never at the cost of their life and, and so on and so forth. It is the support and it is truly the gift. We get to support this because we know where our life is. It is in the word of God. In fact uh, when Jesus is being tempted and tested by Satan he makes the statement when offered bread after not eating for 40 days and 40 nights man shall not live on bread alone but from every word that flows from God's lips
2: these lesser brothers are those who have brought uh, the spiritual life to these people and you know these people in in you know, our listeners know these people in their lives because they are the people that have brought them the gospel. Absolutely. Um, and they have, you know, provided for those people. And, you know, we may say, when you did that, you provided for Jesus. And they may say, when? Exactly. Uh, when, did, when did we do that? When, the, the, you, when you took care of those who were bringing you the word of God. Right. And when you listened to them, hearing in it the life-giving word of our Savior. And then the, this this whole um, realization that these are the people that are saved kind of starts to click mm-hmm. because these are the people who have received the message. And the, just like Jesus said, when they receive you, they receive
1: me. Absolutely. And this is where it gets interesting because the unrighteous, mm-hmm. when they say, Jesus, when did we see you in these situations? And Jesus saying, I don't know you go away get away from me and they're they're cast into hell and we hear from the reading that hell is prepared for the devil and his angels and this is a big thing because god did not plan for a special place for his creation mm-hmm. specifically humans right but we see
2: this un- these unrighteous people. They're unbelievers. Mm-hmm. They didn't receive... Well, they've rejected those who came exactly. on behalf of Christ. And that's how we receive uh, the word of Christ.
1: Right. And, and so their damnation is from their rejection. Their damnation is from not believing. Mm-hmm. Their damnation is not from uh, re- not only receiving, but serving. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's
2: not a, a works righteousness. It is tr- true... Response, right? You're saying they're they're being cast off not because they didn't care for people, because right. maybe they did. Yeah, uh, maybe they did clothe people. Maybe they did, you know, provide those things, and those are good things yeah. that people, non Christians included, should do and can do. Absolutely, and uh, sometimes even better than and Christians themselves. Uh, but this is this is not a debate of whether their works have earned them hell. Right. This is a matter of, um, have you received Christ? Absolutely. And this is something that we have to be
1: very specific about. How do you earn hell? It's unbelief. Right. It's not because you're a bad person. It's not because you cut somebody off. It's because you are not a believer. Jesus is not your Lord. Jesus is not your Savior because you said so, not because of anything that you did or didn't do. It is all that conscious and that work truly against God. This is the rebellion that we speak of in the Garden of Eden. Right. They stopped listening. And because they stopped listening, you see, they didn't clothe. They didn't provide food, drink, visit, so on and so forth, because they didn't see Christ in those who were sent to them. Right. And this is a huge deal, and, and we deal with this day in and day out because that's actually our natural state. Mm -hmm. And thanks be to God, we're baptized, and we actually do get to struggle and fight in that because we see the Word of God coming to us. Let it be through pastor. Let it be through parents. Let it be through Sunday school teachers, so on and so forth. The Word of God still comes again and again and again. And one of the neat things about this podcast, Get Right for Sunday, Sunday comes every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we have a chance, again, to get ready to hear and to repent. Have I done this? Because I know who I am. Right. I'm a servant of Christ. I'm a disciple. This is my chance, once again, to literally get right. It doesn't mean that you earn it. It doesn't mean that you're good enough. But you recognize, I am to live out the Christian life. Let it be as servant or let it be
2: as one who's receiving the service. So for so for pastors, teachers, those who are are sent, parents who are supposed to bring the gospel to their children, to those that are sent, uh, the question, the to help you get right is, have you done that? Yeah. Have you brought the gospel? Have have people seen Christ through you as you have been sent to do? And for those that are the righteous ones receiving uh, what is sent, uh, the question is. Have you received uh, the Word of God? Have you heard and believed the true words of life, recognizing those who uh, recognizing the Word of those who come to you as the Word of Christ, mm-hmm. and in seeing Christ seeing God and being righteous with him? And those are
1: awesome questions. and they're they're law questions, but they should carry a lot of gospel in mm-hmm. in the sense that, no, I haven't done this. I haven't received the gospel as I should, nor have I proclaimed it. As I should, which, again, both those answers should be perfectly without doubt. We have grace. God has opened us up, has made us and lives with us. He is the one that actually works faith. I heard this great statement, faith is like food. And the idea that how much do you really own and work your food? You eat it and it nourishes you. But how long do you hold on to it? As long as it stays in your body. And this is why church is so important, because you need to continue to sustain and feed that faith. And it's not that you can have more and we can be gluttons in our faith and get fat in our faith, (laughs) but that we need this so that we can recognize I am in a perpetual state of need to receive and to give. And this is the joy and truly the excitement, especially when we look at the end of the church here because we're looking at the end of the world, the end of this time which ushers in the new heaven, the new earth and forever right And really how can we not be excited about that? knowing that we are we are already the sheep of God's um, flock. we are already promised forever. What do we get to do but receive and live? And that, that's the true fun, the true joy. And when we hear this question and we hear this uh, picture of judgment, we get to actually rejoice yeah, knowing that it's already been taken care of, that we don't have to run out and find the hungry, the needy, the naked. We get to receive the gifts that God continues to provide and live out our Christian vocation, let it be as hearer or Christian, or as pastor, teacher, uh, parent, those who are sent to proclaim. Man, I think we really should set off some fireworks. I'm all for it. We'll we'll figure that out. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this episode of Get Right for Sunday. I have a, a personal request and favor to ask. If you are really listening to this and enjoying this, would you please share it? This isn't for my personal attention. This isn't just a pet project. This is the proclamation of the gospel. And I look at this as an extension of a way to reach out to people who need to hear the word of God. Right, Especially during COVID when we're limited on so many levels. This is another tool to do that. This is the closest a lot of people are getting to Bible study right now. Absolutely. So, dear listener... Please forward this. Please pass this on. Please let other people know that this exists so that they can get right for Sunday and that they can get into the word of God for Sunday and truly beyond. And I appreciate all the support and the prayers. God's peace and blessings.
0: Thank you, Pastor and Vicar this week we celebrate thanksgiving and i am so thankful that holy cross has pastor wright and vicar leaper they are caring people but best of all they bring us jesus yes god judges sinners by their works so our only hope is complete trust in jesus works for our salvation we hope today's podcast has helped you prepare for sunday and beyond. Services at Holy Cross Lutheran Church are 6 p.m. Saturday and 8 and 9.45 Sunday morning. That eight o'clock service is live streamed on our Facebook page and our website. Feel free to continue today's interesting conversation by contacting Pastor Wright and Vicar Leeper at getrightforsunday@gmail.com. Thank you. So many reasons to give God thanks.